Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. And it always feels good when it's football season because we're in gear. We are in ready to go traveling too with Hawaii sports fans. We're going to talk about some chances that you still have to join us on the road this football season. It's a fresh football season. We are only two games in. And I know some of us may have sipped a little bit of the Kool-Aid, but hey, he's back. And no one else do we want here but Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? And joining Sean and I, of course, Ryan C. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Wayne and Sean. How's it going? I should say, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Over there. It was Ohio, pretty, but now, it, now it's past noon over there. And uh, what, my, what I mean by over there is um, in Japan. And that's so cool that Ryan is there. Shout out Rita, who's there with him. And they're having a, a blast. They went to Australia. It's funny. So we traded one Aussie for the next one. Maybe you're on the same flight as Michelle going back to Australia. I don't know. Um, but we had uh, we had a shout out Michelle from Australia as well. A former mother of a player who came to Nashville and then came to Hawaii this past week uh, against Stanford. Um, but, you know, this is Hawaii Sports Fans production here, Rainbow Wrap-Up. So please support HISportsFans.com. You know, leave us your email. Like I said, we got one spot left for our Portland Mega Tour, UH versus Oregon. Shout out Sean Robinson, another Sean. He was on our uh, special uh, Black Lives Matter edition that I did um, back in 2020. And um, he was him and a, a fellow Black alums uh, talked about their experience. And uh, we got to shout him, Kyle, everybody that was on that show. Um, for their help. But Sean, we're going to be able to see him live and in person. Uh, Portland, his home, or what he calls home now, he's originally from LA. So he's an LA guy. He's a Laker guy. Uh, but a lot of you remember him playing under Coach Wagner. And we're going to be able to see him in Oregon. So that's exciting. I just talked to him today for that. But you can join us, see Sean, um, see the other Sean, see both Sean's. I should yeah. see the other Sean. I don't <laughs> even know who the other Sean, because, you know, Sean Iman is is iconically connected to the University of Hawaii football program, um, even longer than Sean Robinson. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, come out. We're going to eat at some amazing places as well. We're going to see some cool stuff. We're going to go to distilleries. We're going to go to breweries. Um, <laughs> breweries that used to be uh, our churches that are in churches. Like, that's going to be fun. We're going to um, have lunch there as well on Friday um we're gonna go to the international test rose garden they have over a hundred variety of roses and i used to always think rose garden when i was watching clyde drexler and um terry porter play for uh and kevin duckworth play for the portland trailblazers and i was like rose garden interesting i thought that was just the name of the place that they play in but that's what you know portland is synonymous with and that's what i want to take people on so we're gonna go there, we're going to stop at Powell's Books, the largest independent bookstore in the world. And it's pretty fun to go there, even if you don't like reading. And who hates reading? I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I get it. But to walk around a store like that, especially in an era when books are not 
um, you know, as cool as I guess anymore, or maybe they're just more cool. Like they're vintage. I mean, I love going to the library, but go with us. The Powell's we're going to be, um, also going to the sports bra. And yes, it's called that. It's a, a bar in Portland. One of the first in the country to, to show only women's sports to show empowerment on women. And that's, um, really exciting. Cause those are the kind of things that we do in Portland and we're going to drink coffee at a different place every day. Um, you know, it's going to be so much fun. So we're so close, but I've got one spot. You can sneak you in the van. So come join us. HISportsfans.com. And then join us on Instagram and Twitter at HISportsfans, um, on threads and then, um, Facebook. Cause we love to, um, communicate there cause we are millennial driven. So that is a social medium of choice in any case. Well, actually this Gen Xer here by the name of Sean, um, if you you're if you're watching the live stream, which we don't have on, but if we did, you would notice that Sean's back background is of um, our student section at Manoa. So maybe he's shouting them out in some way. But Sean, I mean, let's just focus on the game right now. Obviously, thirty-seven twenty-four. You proudly in our live show at Agave and Vine. Shout out Agave and Vine. Changed your mind that Hawaii would lose to Stanford. And you said 3120, and you were giving very Lao Lao head vibes in the moment as uh, well. <laughs> the Kool-Aid got me. You know, just seeing seeing what we saw in Vanderbilt, I just I thought we had turned the corner. And I, I told you guys before the game, I said, I hope we don't get a pie in the face. And we kind of got a pie in the face. So you know, but some of the things that were really cool were the the pregame experience, how they came out of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and the student section. I mean, that thing was packed forty minutes before kickoff. I was really proud of them. Which is also suspicious as well because I saw that. So why were they forty minutes early? There was always some kind of incentive, which I hope they do all the time. If 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 so, um, but Ryan as well. I mean, specifically the game. Because, you know, we talked about the game. I know someone's trying to deflect from what, the fact that he um, thought UH would win 31-20 to 20 after he had flip-flopped the score the, the week before. But um, specifically the game, I mean, like, we talked a little bit amongst the three of us, and it didn't really feel like we are ever truly in it. So what do we – I mean, how do you see that? Yeah, I mean, you know, even though that we are for the most part of that first half just – you know, it was always a one-score game. It was just super tricky, uh, you know, seeing all those three and outs that we had. And I know, you know, we've seen some of the comments on social media, like, oh, you know, we're so close from turning it around. And and there are, you know, a lot of positives. You, you know, you take away, like, a lot of it could be attributed to garbage time or, you know, catching up. But, you know, Shager has two weeks in a row um, eclipsed his career high in passing yards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time at the half, I think he was around 150. And then he got that 200 in the second half when you're catching up down two scores or, you know, two plus. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I just I personally never felt that we were in it, even though, you know, it was down, you know, seven, nothing, 14, uh, all that stuff like that. It just didn't seem like we were, you know, rolling on anything. We had no rhythm on offense. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many three and outs we have, but it felt like, you know, most of the first half was three and outs. Uh, you know, couldn't get the running game at all. We went from, I think, 12 yards at half to negative five to end the game, which, you know, of course, you know, sacks were attributed to that as well and, and counted. But, yeah, it just it, it, it never felt like we were just really coming back at any point in the game. 
Well, we want to look at the score alone, 37-24. I don't think that's a margin that's that bad, in my opinion. I don't think it's like the cream in the face um, or whatever analogy you use, Sean. Pie in the <laughs> pie, face. Pie, pie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> in any case, 13 points isn't quite the whole pie. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like even though we weren't in it, my goal and my goal going into the season was – I told I told you folks as well that I didn't feel like the run and shoot we're going to be ready right off the bat. Like I think we're going to need time to run it, and we saw some great passes. I mean, I, if you looked on our Instagram, you saw the Shager bomb to um, Pofeli Ashlock, and you know they're starting to connect. And Pofeli's young as well, so that's exciting. And like we said, we're building there. Um, I think Vanderbilt. A lot of people overstated that win, and like we said, I, 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 if we look at the score alone, it doesn't necessarily tell the story because you know Vanderbilt was up by several touchdowns in that game as well in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I think what's important is what we see our team do on our side, re- regardless of what Stanford and Vanderbilt do. It don't matter because beating them have nothing to do with winning the Mountain West, which is what the ultimate goal is. To win our conference is the goal. Every year is to win the conference. That's number one goal. If, if you can make it past that goal, then you get to reach the platinum unlock BCS level. And that's, you know, we don't expect that all the time. But amongst our peers, uh, and we'll talk about that as well, because Mountain West looks pretty good in a lot of ways. And some teams do. Um, we need to be ready for that. And when we play in Vegas, I think that'll be the ultimate test as well. But for now, we said 20 points. I didn't change my score. I thought 31-20 was going to be about right. And I thought at halftime, like we said, hopefully we're, we would be in it at halftime. And it was an 11-point deficit at halftime. It was 21-10 at halftime. So I was like, well, maybe we'll just you know keep it close or whatever. But I, um, when it comes to the offense as well, I think it's going to take time to run. I, I think the, the tight ends, maybe we just need to get rid of that experiment as well and, and stay with slots. But I think it's also important to add some flavor. Stanford had a bunch of throwback plays. They... They at least did that one like um, Statue of Liberty play, and then they did that one like double toss back or double yeah. reverse. Like yep. these these guys ran trick plays on us on a non conference team mm-hmm. on the road. Like, come on yep. now. Like this is first of all, we're there to be entertained, and it's entertaining to watch fun offense like that. And second of all, it's just deception, which is a major key pillar of running an offense. And this is not a guy who's trying to run for coach or anything. Cause I would never, I'm not saying I should be the coach, but I think knowing the philosophy, the overarching picture of our philosophy, yes, is the run and shoot and being able to do certain things like make those quick hook passes and quick, um, you know, across the middle type runs. And we saw that a few times, but ultimately it's just about growing it and it's exciting. Yeah. I think him two games under his belt, having over 700 yards of offense throwing. I mean, that's, that's insane for somebody that, you know, and he was doubted and he does have a high, you know, a way to go in terms of like his body, at least. I mean, I think it's fair to say like you could um, bulk up in certain ways and chisel out in certain ways as well. Um, that it didn't like stop Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, I guess, in college as well. But I think like at the same time, once he knows his limitations and feels comfortable just sitting in the pocket, whatever time he has, I think we'll see him get better. So I, I think for Braden, I'm, 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 I have to give him, and I got to shout him out because we, we got Rotson sitting by us and I'll, everybody knows Rotson in the volleyball world. He is the guy with the marry me Jakob sign, the guy who makes a lot of noise. And um, he made a marry me Shager sign. And after the game, Shager ran over and took a picture with him and, and he didn't even ask him to do it. He did it on his own. And, 
that was really cool. Like that was Shager's best, best, best move to me of the game. And that made me respect him a lot more <laughs> for doing that because, you know, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't have fun with it. They would, you know, and, and the thing is like he Shager, even after a game that we lost, still had fun with it. And I appreciate that about him. So I, I, I shout him out for that. Also got to shout out Sean Spencer, uh, father of, um, one of our warriors who is an avid listener and, 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 and talked about how much he, he loves our show. So and that happened. That really happened. I don't know that he doesn't realize that doesn't happen that often to us. And we had witnesses, um, Don shout out Don Sean's <laughs> wife, um, who was there as well. So she can attest, um, to being there. <clears throat> but then again, we gonna we have to look at every, every facet of the game. And Sean luckily has done that for us. So we're going to move on. Uh, oh, actually, before we get to Sean's um, part, we we do have to talk about um, our second week of donations and spearheading that is, of course, Ryan. And he talked about, um, you know, the relief efforts in Maui, which we're always going to think about in our mind, but also um, just a special initiative. And, we'll and Sean will talk about or Ryan will talk about this week's recipient. So this week we did a. Uh the East Palo Alto uh, Foundation or Kids Foundation. And uh, basically they do a lot of micro grants for teachers. Um, what they're trying to do is help the uh, equality gap. Um, so they're donating to certain areas and they do these grants for these teachers with education. So that was my Palo Alto um, location for uh, you know donation this week. And um, tune in next week for where we pick for Albany. That'll be exciting. And we'll talk about Albany the Great Danes coming in. Um, I'm going to spoil alert to some of you guys. They look pretty good. But before that, we're going to do one last look at the Stanford game with Sean's report card. Come on, Sean. Oh. Do your homework, Sean. Come on, man. All right. I, offense, I got a C. Very meh. Defense, C-. minus. I think we had two drop pick sixes. We still don't have a turnover on the season yet. Special teams, C. It was better than last week. Coaching, C. I was really perplexed by going for two mm. down by, what, uh, 10? You were down by 11 at that point. 11, yes. yeah. Mm. Officiating, C-. minus. I thought whenever we kind of stopped them, the officials gave them a penalty to extend the drive, and that happened multiple times during the game for Stanford and never for us. Student section A, pregame entrance by the team and the Polynesian dancers A. Uh, projected one total for the season, I got it. I'm back down to five. The Kool-Aid is running dry. <laughs> I mean, five would still be good, like we talked about. It doesn't need to be five. I mean, it doesn't need to be a winning winning season with you know for it to be successful. But thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. I think they make up some. You make some good points. I hope that the student session keeps coming. I hope the torches don't accidentally torch my hair as well, which they very closely <laughs> came to doing. Which they didn't tell me those sticks were really long. And all of a sudden, that fire attached to the end it was like right next to my face. I was like, whoa. But um, that's how cool our seats are, right? Hawaii sports fans section. Come say hi, 151. Um, but I agree on that point. I, okay, so I'm thinking about like, if Timmy becomes one of those coaches that goes for two on every touchdown, I would be okay with that if that was like our philosophy. It just seemed like mm -hmm. out of nowhere to to go for two. I don't know. What do you think? Random. I just, you know, with plays like that, I just don't see creativity with these plays. I don't see... 
you know, if you're going to be aggressive like that, you know, have something in your back pocket where, you know, you're going to do, you know, a spread right or something like that. I mean, lining up in this whole, you know, wildcat with a running quarterback type situation here, you know, direct snap, it doesn't do a whole lot. I mean, yeah, you know, you're, you're just saying, hey, I'm going to get the ball into, you know, to one of my athletes and want to make a play, which, you know, I think would have been great when you have a Calvin Turner in the backfield, you know, someone yeah. who can throw a little bit, who's fast, you know, who can run. But, and, and, you know, we haven't really seen a whole lot. So obviously there's nothing, you know, about this Navy quarterback that, you know, transferred in, but, you know, I just, I just don't see it. It's just, it looks to me like, Hey, we're going to direct snap it and see what that player can do and, you know, have something trick, you know, going on, a, even a single reverse, you know, you don't have to do this double reverse, you know, flip it back to the quarterback and throw it 40 yards downfield and fourth down. But, you know, all these plays like that just don't seem like there's just, yeah, they just seem very bland to me in an aggressive situation. Yeah. Especially when you see a team like Stanford opening up their playbook a little bit and, and trying different things. I think it's important too in these, because really the stakes aren't very high in these games. Like we're not expected to win them. <clears throat> I know that, you know, coach Chang talked about his 17 and a half points in the Vanderbilt game and how that was motivating. And I'm glad it was motivating, but I, I didn't expect him to win that game. And I didn't expect him to win this one either. <laughs> I just want them to be ready. And we'll talk about Albany because that's going to be a game. Well, you talked about, Ryan, um, some offensive meh, but solo Vaipulu, that's something that we didn't see coming. I mean, what about that experiment? Uh, I mean, he only had one run. I mean, you know, we, we really did not try to run at all we've got six rushes uh you know shaker's listed as having 10 but you know i don't even know i think most of those are just scrambles yeah, yeah. um not intentionals but you know the, the point of the running shoot was yeah you know when when other teams are scared of us throwing the ball 40 yards downfield that's when we'd have some of our rushers and some of them were faster backs some of them were you know full backs you know nate Lau style and uh you know, you have to have that balance. And that's not even just in a run and shoot. That's just in any football offense, whether you're a pro set, you know, even some of these, you know, wishbones and triple options. Yeah. You have to balance it where, Hey, if, if you run it 40 times a game, there's stuff to watch out because you might throw it, you know, 15. So yeah, you know, I, I thought that we actually ran it more, but looking at the stat sheet, we just totally went away from it. And it, it felt like, I think they were trying to replace the run with some of these like, wide receiver screens and, and you know some of that kind of quote-unquote trickery but when you really look at it i just don't know if our personnel is, real, is there yet and you know that's a lot of timing right that's your offensive line that's you know your receivers um and also when you're playing teams like vanderbilt and stanford you're playing against bigger guys you know these corners are not five eight five nine like you'll see in the mountain west they're six one six two they can cover they're big yeah they're just you know, we don't have that personal really match up against that. So I'm just going to throw around shout outs because, you know, Fuchsia has to get hers and she's reminded <laughs> me. Um, but she'll be there in Oregon. So come join us because, you know, some people ask about they can meet Fuchsia as well. It's a true story. And um, they can go for it. Meet Fuchsia. True. Uh, <laughs> um, but we also got a shout out. If you were watching this on a live stream, which we don't have, you would see some tropical islands that are reminiscent of Hawaii. But these islands could also be Guam. And we're going to shout out someone in Guam this name, Brian Koji, who is there uh, with me in Anaheim at the Angels game. And then we were together in Nashville. 
And he um, had to go back to Guam the day before the Stanford game. So he had to miss that one. But shout out to him. He's a road warrior. He's a guy that's from Hilo originally and um, <clears throat> listens to every show. So that made me so made me feel good when he told me that he listens Mahalo. to every show. So, God, all of these, I guess I have to keep going. I'm getting I'm on these unsolicited comments coming from the, um, from the universe. So. Well, let's move on to Albany. I am just going to say this. You know, Albany played Marshall last week. They are a FBS team. This is a team that won a bowl game. So, I mean, we can, I think, fairly compare them to UH, if not at least at UH's level, probably better and uh-huh. likely better. And Albany went into their place and kept them scoreless at halftime. Um, took the 3-0 lead, actually, at halftime and kicked a field goal right before the half. Ended up losing 21-17. to And this is a high-flying Marshall team as well. So Albany, clearly their defense um, stacks up as well. Um, to me, <clears throat> and for the show, I think it's it was unanimous that we all picked a basically blowout um, for UH over Albany. Ryan said 31-10. Sean said 31-21. Okay. Okay, I picked the blow. Okay, people are me and Ryan. <laughs> Sean was the one that was closer. Sean said 31-21. And I think that that could be a fair score, but I think we also be lucky to get away with a win here. Um, but when you think about these FCS games, Sean, I mean, what I mean, what comes to mind for you? Well, I think they said on the news last night that we have like a 19-game winning streak against FCS, but, you know... If- if we don't take care of business, if we don't start to put the run in the run and shoot and start to run the ball, I, I think these guys could give us some major problems. So I, I just I would like to see our run game get on track. I'd like to just see them establish the run. Yeah. Well, you do every week have your show me's and this past yeah. week. They accomplished some of them, right? You you asked for 300 yards passing, and you yeah. had that. You asked for a takeaway, which we don't have yet. We do have turnovers, but we don't have takeaways. So we'll <laughs> be clear about that. Um, our our offense has given the ball up, but our defense has yet to take it away. And that's that that is that is a noticeable metric that's lacking because that's how defenses see you know their performance on the field and help to measure it and. I think they've been playing okay. I don't. I don't. I. I really think that yeah. C is about right for us where we are right now. Like, and I think that's good. C. C is better than D and F. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just yeah. want us to stay consistently getting better. Um, but Albany could be a test. I mean, Ryan. I mean, where do you think they could expose us? Um, just off the bat. You know, I think for us, it really is on defense, and it's something where you know you talk about consistency. Um, you know, I, I think two weeks in a row. Our defense has been, you know, there. It's kind of that bend, don't break. You know, we've given up a lot, but we've had some decent stops. The problem to me is that I'm starting to see things like, you know, we've had, and, you know, I didn't get to see those on video. I, you know, hopped on a flight the, the day after the game. But, you know, you're, you're seeing these targeting, you know, that's always a, or I don't yeah. want to say always, it's, it's usually a gray area, right? You know, it's a judgment based on, or you know, a replay. But, you know, when you have things like late hits and, and a lot of this extra stuff that, you know, costs us big, right, that's that's those are killers. You know, we've talked about five, six plays can really make or break a game. And some of these, you know, w- what I was most impressed with was uh, I, th- I forgot it was in the third quarter, I think, that we held them down and to a fourth down. And then, you know, they tried to uh, hard count us. And the <laughs> fact that 
you know, Hawaii in the past, we've always jumped up for whatever reason. Everyone in the stadium knows they're trying to hard count you to get a first down or for whatever reason we held and forced them to punt. And then, you know, I think it was like the next drive it was just some boneheaded 15-yard penalty that just hurt us. And, and I think that's what I'd like to see more is consistency there in defense. And then on the offensive side, same thing. It's having sustainable drives. You know, Wayne's talked about this the whole year so far is time of possession. And, you know, you, we can't start the game with multiple three and outs. And as good as Shager, you know, has been throwing on the stats, I was like, hey, if you can't, you know, sustain a drive or, you know, give the defense a break, especially to start the game and, you know, or third quarter, whatever it is, that's where we get in trouble. You know, time is possession is huge at the run and shoot. And in the past, I think it's helped us because, yeah, we can score in 30 seconds, a minute or whatnot. But, you know, people forget your defense gets that 30 seconds or a minute break and then they're back out already. So, you know, as it goes along with this, you know, the team and Chang experiment, the run and shoot, we'll see how it goes and how that balance goes with, you know, your on the defense and all that. Well, like we said, um, Jake, you're a local boy, so it's good to see him be able to stack his defense against some of these offenses as well and get them ready to play in conference, which is really where it's going to be important. And we're seeing the Mountain West put up some numbers as well. I watched the Wyoming-Texas Tech game, <laughs> the Josh Allen-Patrick Mahomes game, ironically. <laughs> and um, Josh Allen wins that game like he did when he beat Hawaii uh, the first time I saw 17-14 overtime. But this game also went to overtime. Um, this Wyoming team just is so fluid. And that's the thing is like, your offense is like a dance, right? Um, it needs to, it's just like a computer. You, you think like computer science programming is just like a bunch of numbers, but it's like, it's design, it's elegant. It's gotta be work. Like things that seem that they're not, they don't require any kind of beauty. They do require, they need to look good. And our offense doesn't look good yet. It just, it just it has it moments. But it doesn't like flow. Um, obviously, we didn't get a first down till six minutes into the first quarter, I guess, was our first time. We got a first down. And yeah. that was only because Stanford was stopping the clock, too. I mean, that's to be quite frank. They, they also were not, not prolonging drives. So it was like we were swapping. We had a lot of drives. And it's funny because we talk about in college football today, everyone's like, oh, the new rules. I, had, I don't have any drives. Like some coach said, I only had four drives. Was it um, Kelly Chip? Kelly was like, oh, we only had four drives mm -hmm. in the first half or something, UCLA. And he was like kind of complaining about that. Um, and, you know, that's that's the way it is. You know, it's it's I think we do have to find ways to speed up games, too. I think um, it's done wonders for baseball, in my opinion. And I think it, it helps the game, but it also help, makes you be more efficient and not throw crazy mm -hmm. bombs where everybody has to get back to line of scrimmage after everyone's already 25 yards downfield like you have to be efficient with just running things even between tackles and and trying to just keep things moving at a at a pace that's gonna keep your offense on the field and get first downs but i think that's something that will come along i just think that it's not going to be a walk in the park with this albany team um because if you look at some of you know their stats as well they put up some some solid rushing numbers as well so they have you know, this last game they were against Marshall. They had about double the amount of receiving yards, but that's pretty good when you have 300 yards and, you know, you're able to, uh, you know, get 100 of them on the ground. That that That's a pretty balanced offense. Yeah. So I could see them trying mm -hmm. to do that um, as well. I, so when we were at our live show at, Paul, at Ala Moana, 
some reason the monitor above us showed the University of Albany football field, and I have no context as to why they were on Sports Center. But does anybody <laughs> know? Maybe Albany did something really cool recently that we don't know about. Um, but they've played two games already. They're in the America East Conference. They're not going to be afraid. They came early, like Coach Chang said. So they're planning on winning this game. They're coming here to win, and they're they're feisty because they really thought they should have beaten Marshall. Because they're up. This is another game that they're obviously supposed to lose, supposed to lose. FCS to FBS team. And they were winning 3-0 at halftime. So they definitely believed. You know, they they were definitely in that game against Marshall. And let's be honest, if we were to travel to Marshall, West Virginia, I don't know if we'd be up 3-0 at halftime. I'd hope. (laughs) But um, we'd probably probably be unlikely that we'll win that game, especially with that trip. And these guys do have to come a lot further. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that will affect. But... I mean, Ryan's got to I mean, go from Japan too. to Oregon. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, they were up ten nothing too. Like they, yeah. they scored the first in the third quarter, and yeah, I I decided to go, you know, because I wanted to go and see us hopefully perform at a somewhat average or you know a decent showing against Oregon. Um, I think all of us know how that's going to end up, but yeah, I just mm-hmm. decided to you know take the longest route possible that I could think of <laughs> in my head. Um, to hop on and join Wayne's tour as well. Um, but yeah, I know what you're I, eating? I what are you all... eating out there? Come on, make us jealous. I think you showed us. Uh, oh, some. Uh, so far, just we got in this morning, so it was just you know a, a nice thing of soba and tempura, which Ooh, you know the nice. the uh, the dollar, the US dollar is super strong right now, which is we're really happy about. Um, same thing in Australia, so we've been doing pretty uh, pretty good with that stuff. But yeah, I mean this Albany team. We'll see that, you know, they had, I, I was reading that stat because it said that they had like 160 gained on the ground and like 54 lost. And I don't know if that was just on like sacks or something like that, but that's still, that's yeah. pretty impressive. If, yeah. You know, they're putting up 160 yards on a Marshall team. Um, I just hope our, you know, our run defense is, is strong enough this week. What What kind of crowd are you guys expecting? I called 5,500 <laughs> this week uh, when I was at the game on Saturday after Stanford. So that that's probably in the lower end. But yeah, that's that was – I don't even expect half the student section that was there last yeah. week. And the student section is going to drive it. Let's be honest. The student section is filled every week. That's an additional, what, 4,000, 5,000 people. I mean, at least 5,000. There's probably at least, what, four or 5,000 of them there, students. Yeah, and did you see Craig Andrelos's uh, quote on that? Um, they oh, were that, they, that they, they undercounted because they didn't scan right. their ID. Yeah, they didn't scan their right. IDs. I mean, it's well. possible, maybe. Maybe they're stuffing kids yeah. in. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the first game, but I, they need to be like that mm-hmm. every game. They they need to. They they are the reason that it's on campus now, too. Everybody says that. So, I mean, they don't, yeah. they don't need any more pats in the back. They got to be there. It's on campus. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your excuse now? And they yeah. canceled all the classes, right? Or moved them on. So yeah, you had um, no classes. All they had to do was drink all day and go to, or you know, mm-hmm. juice and soda, obviously, and whatever <laughs> else. And Gatorades, lots of Gatorades. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, and, and that's what we've seen. You know, it's like the you know, no offense to the upperclassmen, but it's all hey, this is my first or second year at UH. I'm looking to make new friends. This is the first week of school, and let's go to the game, and that's how we show up. And then week two, half. If yeah. we're lucky. Yeah. But that's always been the hallmark yeah. of yeah. 
you age, mm-hmm. you know, you get a loss, you cut the, the, the next week in half, you cut the attendance mm-hmm. in half. I don't know if it's a loss mm-hmm. though, necessarily. We, we're going to lose fans. I mean, even if we beat Stanford, there's no way that it would have been mm-hmm. the same amount of people. No, yeah, like, that's true. No, it was about the novelty and it's nice, but novelty wears off after the first mm-hmm. time. Something's not new anymore. And it's not novel, mm-hmm. lose this novelty. And that's the thing. The UH is more than a novelty. It has to gain a culture, a cultural following like it had in the past. We were talking about this, right? Um, did I bring it on the show last week? Like, which brand is more popular in Hawaii? And I was like, UH football or Purvey? And I'm like, I think the donut shop is more. I think I think the Purvey is trending at a, at a higher rate. Oh, you know, geez. it's just like about keeping the brand, you know, and not just exciting, but just relevant. I mean, how many people know mm-hmm. that UH played Stanford? How many people know, you know, and the, Stanford had a lot of people there because they had a Hawaiian starting on their team mm-hmm. who had a good game, whose name kept coming up. You know, yeah. also shout out to our Wahine mm-hmm. volleyball team. Ryan is the season ticket holder, so he was there. But I got to sit with Sean, and uh, <laughs> we saw them beat the USC. And honestly, they have a, they have a high ceiling. I think there's a lot of potential there, and they're still in the top 25. So that's exciting. 23 and 23. Wow. So mm-hmm. who knows what the Wahine could do this year? Um, but with that being said. Uh, we do need to, uh, we, I guess I went through all my list of shout outs. Anyone else left you want, you folks want to shout out or. Uh, shout out the person, the last person that's going to buy your organ thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, who is it going to be the mystery person? Yeah. Also shout out the, uh, athletics, uh, 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 the athletics, um, the facilities department and the athletics department, they got back to me about my chair, my chair that's not fully fastened. Oh, right. You know how it's like, it's like a seesaw. So they are supposedly <laughs> looking at it or going and yeah. fixing it. So they got back to me through email. So shout out to them as well. But what about you, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, shout out to the guy who told Lalo Head to take his Lalo Head <laughs> off at the game. No can. Yeah, that uh, is absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, that's so yeah, crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's I so mean, Hawaii. Shane, Shane, if you can, just just make, get something even bigger this week. You know, <laughs> maybe the whole plant, the whole tea leaf tree. Well, yeah. Yep. The whole carol mm-hmm. patch. The whole patch, yeah. yeah. The whole loi yeah. on your head, water and all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see you folks. If it was like a one-off, then yeah, maybe. But this guy... Yeah. Is, that's if that's a season ticket. But I mean, game. what do you yeah. do if a guy is there and, you're, and that's the season tickets as well? I've had people just move on me because <laughs> I stand up a lot, so... We'll yeah. see if that guy's there next week. Um, there was a guy that randomly has a seat in our Hawaii sports fan section, which is not random. We welcome him, but he came and left, I believe, um, because he has... I think he was in the wrong seat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was? Know. Okay. Yeah. So that was I'm interesting. Pretty, yeah. But anyways, come visit us. We'll see you, T.C. Ching. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're Albany versus UH football. For Sean and Ryan, this is Wayne. Talk to you guys next time. Aloha. Go Bulls. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you, plus 
We got your transportation. We got your parking. We got all the little pelikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now, and it just keeps getting better.